When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, some things never really change. As sure I am that Patriot fans are going to scream that Bill Belichick can't draft, Rob Parker will continue to throw negative vibes towards Tom Brady. Brady winning his seventh championship hasn't changed Mr. Parker's mind. The man who is now selling hoodies saying no way and no how, making a small fortune off his 2011 blunder, hasn't changed his stance on Tom Brady's status as the greatest quarterback of all time. Mr. Parker said that Brady did fine during Super Bowl 55. That was probably the best compliment that Rob Parker ever gave Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, they say that even a broken clock is right twice a day, but Rob Parker is never right, and his shtick is getting old. What I can't figure out is, why isn't this idiot in Mexico? I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about a failed reporter who now plays a character on TV. Tom Brady's the GOAT, I know it, you know it, Connor knows it, and Rob freaking Parker knows it. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. As always, we're with our girl, Sarah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to catch exclusive Dear Pats Nation content, check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Today, Connor discussed why Tom Brady is the goat of all goats. I discussed why the Patriots should rebuild instead of going for it in 2021. For only five bucks a month, you get new exclusive content almost every day. Link is in the description below. Connor, Sarah, how are you, Connor? I ruined your intro. I forgot to unmute. <laughs> no one heard it no one heard it say it again say it, say I, it. I and we are back thank you Perfect. i know people don't like it when we miss any of that stuff so listen people are talking now about the new england patriots and they're talking about the new england patriots because tom brady won the super bowl on sunday night that's right it's wednesday and we're still talking about this shit i'm done with it but connor sarah we got to give the people what they want and actually, judging by the comments, Connor, I believe that the people are done talking about Tom Brady. But mm-hmm. it did bring up a question today. And it said, now that Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl, obviously one year removed, or the same year that he removed himself from the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft went over to Tampa Bay, a perennial loser in football, and won the Super Bowl. 
People are wondering, does Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl fast track the Patriots rebuild? Sarah, we'll start with you. Is Bill Belichick sitting there super motivated right now? Do they have to fast track this rebuild instead of doing it the right way and try to go for it in 2021? I feel like this is such a weird conversation. Like we've talked about it before where I'm not sure that one has anything to do with the other. Like, I don't know that Belichick is sitting on the couch seeing that Brady won and is like, okay, now it's like, now I got to get all of this going. I mean, it's going to be talked about for months. And even if they, you know, get a quarterback and they do better this season, they're still going to be talking about it unless Belichick somehow gets into the Super Bowl next year. Um, I think that he kind of already has that, feeling anyway they have a ton in cap space like they're going to do something um whether or not that's going to necessarily bring them to the super bowl i don't know but i don't know that brady winning is just going to like light a fire on his ass i i don't see that happening yeah what do you think connor does tom brady winning the super bowl now fast track this patriots rebuild No, I think these things are mostly discussed by fans. Like, I think this type of stuff is so low on the totem pole. Everyone's at the same thing. Like, Brady really wanted to stick it to Belichick. I think he wanted to win the Super Bowl because he wants to win the Super Bowl every season. That's what he's wanted to do since he came into the league in the year 2000. And Bill Belichick's going to have the same plan. Whatever his plan is, I don't think it's changed. Sure, maybe there's a small, tiny piece of him that wants to win even just a little bit more now that Brady just won, but I don't, I don't. I think it's very low on his list of things to worry about. Now, let me ask you this. It may be somewhat low. Maybe winning to prove Brady wrong may be low on Bill Belichick's priority list, but is there a possibility that now that Brady won it, that it's high on Mr. Kraft's priority list? That's a good question. I I don't know what uh, Mr. Kraft thinks. I know he loves Brady and he texted him and told him he hopes he wins and blah, blah, blah. And he's like a son to him and they've had a great relationship. Um, Yeah, maybe it's the same thing, just a little bit, just to also prove that they have had such a great dynasty and as big a part of Tom, big part Tom was of it, that they can still win on their own. What do you think, Sarah? I think if it was going to affect anybody more, it would be Mr. Kraft. It just seemed like he, I mean, he's always been a little bit more vocal in the press and how he feels and whatnot than Belichick, of course. But it just seemed like Brady leaving affected him way more. I mean, he came out and said that they were crying at his house and blah, 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 blah. She tried to keep him. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if it felt that way for him more. But yeah, I agree with Connor. I don't know that it's necessarily like changing anything. Is it time to stop the narrative that Belichick moved on from Tom Brady and start talking the truth that Tom Brady moved on from Belichick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, uh, yeah, I think they're putting it too much on Belichick, and I think part of that is because of the success of Brady leaving. So it looks like okay, well, Belichick didn't want him because it's also with all the rumors since the Jimmy. Uh, G trade people were like well Belichick wanted to trade Brady so he hasn't wanted him and now Brady goes down to Tampa wins another Super Bowl so it's like you didn't want him but then he goes you know he gets weapons he has a good team and then he goes right to the Super Bowl so then everyone's just going to be focusing on Belichick 
so the the Brady winning the Super Bowl brought out the people who have been on Bell Belichick for most of the season even harder. Connor and I discussed uh, last week that we started seeing you know a little bit of the Belichick hate dissipating as as the season went on and people got less and less angry. But of course. Brady winning the Super Bowl brought all of those feelings back to the surface. Uh, we had somebody on the chat telling us they're going to burn their season tickets. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, Stupid. I mean, I don't believe him. I think he's a liar. He's definitely a liar. He's not going to burn his season tickets. But that's the way it is. And then, but it's funny because our boy Ross, uh, who we're in a group chat with, sent us uh, you know a bunch of screenshots of people talking about Bill Belichick that he put together, and I saw somebody saying like he couldn't get it done with Cam Newton. Um, is it fair to judge Belichick based on what happened in 2020 when you think about how, okay, no weapons, they knew they were going to have salary cap issues. Cam Newton played like crap for most of the season. You know, he really did. He couldn't even hit a receiver. I mean, can you really put this on Bill Belichick? No, no, no quarterback in the league would have got it done. They could have had Deshaun Watson out of there, out there, and they still wouldn't have got it done. The team didn't have enough talent to really win. Maybe they would have won a couple more games and they would have went nine and seven or ten and six. But to say that the Patriots roster this season was going to win a Super Bowl is nuts. Looking back on it, I know in the beginning of the season I predicted they'd be great, but that was just lying to myself. I mean, when you really look at the talent that they had on this roster, to think that that was the difference between them winning a Super Bowl. It, it just wasn't their year. Yeah, I mean, if they brought in like a back team, like the, let's say this is a dream world, okay? I'm not saying this is at all possible or will ever be possible. But if they brought in like Aaron Rodgers and like whoever, you know, one top name receiver and like if they had a stacked team and nothing happened, then I can understand. But yeah, no. This it's I don't know who anyone looking at that roster, no matter who was the coach, that they would be like, Oh yeah, they missed the playoffs, but they should have been there. Now one thing that Bruce Arians did really well really well this year was um, accepted a lot of credit for wins and deflected a lot of blame for losses and primarily threw it onto Tom Brady. He also, after they won, I believe it was the NFC Championship game, took a little bit of a shot at the New England Patriots, talking about how he let Tom Brady coach and, you know, they never let him do that in New England. I don't know if he's got to stick up his ass because of his time with, in Indianapolis or in Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, again, he is a bad coach who rode the coattails of the greatest quarterback of all time. He came out, though, uh, during his Super Bowl press conference, and this really didn't get a lot of play, but I was reading the quote today and thought we should talk about it, but Bruce Arians came out and said that Tom Brady did, he believes that Tom Brady did have some motivation to prove to Bill Belichick that he can win without him. Connor, start with you. Do you agree with Bruce Arians' assessment that Brady had motivation to win without Belichick? Was that really on the top of his mind? This goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with Belichick next season. I think these things are so small. I think that, yeah, sure, maybe he was like, now I can prove that I can win without Belichick and, you know, I'm I'm able to go out and do it on my own. But he went there to do the same thing he's done for every season and try and put together, you know, a great season and win the Super Bowl. I think it was very low. Again, I think it's like 99%. It's just what he does, who he is, how he prepares, all that stuff. And then there's that tiny little bit of like, yeah, and on top of it, hey, sure, I get to prove, you know, that I can do it on my own. But I, I don't think it was like a big factor now. Sir, what's your thoughts? Um, I agree because I feel like 
obviously he hears what people you know says online and in the media and that's something that people have been saying basically since he left even even when he was on the team people were like oh could he do it could they do it without each other but i feel like the people who who say those types of things there's always an excuse to them for why he won a super bowl i mean people are saying now from uh, this past weekend, oh, it was because the refs were in their pockets and, you know, uh, Mahomes had turf toe. It was just like there was always something or Vinatieri won him his first three. You know, there's just always something that they're going to say. And it's like, I I don't really think that you want to invest your time in all of all of that because you're never going to satisfy uh, those people. So doing it without Belichick, it's like, eh, whatever. Maybe a teeny, teeny, teeny part of him wanted to do it just because it's been such a talking point. But other than that, no. I think the little bit of my concern is, is that most of that conversation is coming from Patriot fans. and We can't ignore that, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we cannot ignore how this fan base is cannibalized from the inside. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people who perpetuate it. I'm going to throw this out here and, and this will give me some flack, but I'm going to throw this out. Shout out to Tom Brady, how he handled everything from the moment he left New England to winning the Super Bowl, being baited by Jim Nance, refused to buy into it, all that kind of stuff. I get the love and admiration for Tom Brady. 20 years, what he did for this team. Six Super Bowls, nine appearances. No issues. Rob Gronkowski screwed Mm. the future of this team. Okay, let's put that out there for it. Purposely waited until two weeks into free agency waited for us who were the Patriots were about to sign the best tight end on the market who signed with new Orleans because Gronk wouldn't make a decision comes out of retirement, goes to Tampa Bay. That's fine. We knew he wasn't going to stay with new England. He in a Gronk type of way talked a lot of shit about the Patriots mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. up into his post game press conferences. He did talking about how special the Tampa Bay one is like he did a lot. And I don't understand how people still sit here on a daily basis, just drooling over this guy. Like, how can you be a Patriots fan and just listen to the guy talk shit over and over and over again and continue to just keep screaming from the rooftops and you know, and people keep going, well, he's the dynasty. No, he wasn't even. I think he was like 10 years old when they won their first Super Bowl. Those Probably, first yeah. three, Rob Gronkowski has nothing to do with. 2016, the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. Rob Gronkowski was in the owner's box with Mr. Kraft because he was injured again. Gronk is two for two in the Super Bowls with the Patriots. In fact, before 2018, he was one and two. He had lost more Super Bowls than he'd won with the Patriots. And I think that's what's here. Like, it's it's getting so petty and bitter to Bill Belichick that people are grasping on to somebody who's doing nothing but talking shit about Belichick. The same way Danny Amendola made his run this week. It was the first time in forever that I finally saw 99% of the fan base come together and say, what are you talking about? I was going to rant about something else. I didn't even think I was going to go this deep into this. Connor, help me understand, because maybe it's just me. Help me understand why he gets a pass, but Dion Lewis doesn't get a pass. 
Right. You know, like Amendola doesn't get a pass. I I don't know. I really don't. I I know Gronk has always been a little bit of uh, you know, he likes to chirp and he likes to be a little bit outspoken, man. Obviously he had a good career with the Patriots, but he just I, I don't know why some of the guys, even if that is how they feel, they don't just take the high road. That's what I really don't understand is him not just saying, Yeah, it was great, it's awesome to win a Super Bowl again. I had a great time in New England, good luck to them. You know, I don't know why they have to throw in all these jabs. I just wish everyone could handle it like Brady handled it. You know what I mean? How many Super Bowls would Rob Gronkowski... I'm not talking about Tom Brady. We know what Tom Brady can do. Yep. How many Super Bowls would Rob Gronkowski have won if he got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals? None. Zero. Right? Even, made, even no. with his talent. No, he would not know. be this nope. dominating Demir force. Right. Being, well, a part of the New Eng- being a part of the New England Patriots is also one of the things that made Gronk Gronk because of the notoriety and the attention he got because of the team he played for. And I think sometimes he forgets about that. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The reason why people even know Gronk, I mean, he has a nickname. I mean, people know who he is. He went to WWE and people knew who he was. I mean, there's a reason why, (laughs) um, you know, he has a nickname, people. He's a household name. The entire NFL knows who he is. And, you know, uh, people who don't even watch football know who Gronk is. So I think that he forgets that, you know, he was on the team for, what, nine years? And there's a reason why you were so successful. There was a reason why people know who you are. And, and. I, I I agree with your rant, by the way. Like, I, I am guilty of being all like, yay, Gronk, yay, Gronk, the past couple of days. Um, he was my favorite player, so I think that it's hard for sometimes to remember because I, I talked about it um, with uh, my sister recently saying how, yeah, it did bother me. All of these little things that he was saying and, you know, the free agency stuff, that it, it does bother me. And I feel like people do forget it, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because they find Gronk to be so likable, so it's just easy for them to forget about it, or they don't think he was impactful enough. I don't know what the excuse is because I, I, I don't like it. And I and like I said, he was my favorite player. So I, I don't think that it's wrong to criticize uh, a player when they do something bad or they say something bad or wrong or disrespectful, however you want to uh, spin it. Sarah, I'm going to throw one question at you. Connor and I have talked about this uh, already, so we're not going to give our opinions. But I'm going to ask you, do you think that Belichick was happy for Brady that he won a Super Bowl, or do you think he was sitting at home pissed off and now motivated to move forward? I don't think he was I don't I don't know that he felt either. I'm sure he was fine. Like, I mean, they had a relationship for 20 years, so I can't imagine that you know, the second that Brady decided he wanted to leave that he just flipped a switch and all of a sudden he just has hatred in his heart for Brady. So I can't imagine that he was pissed. I mean, it kind of goes back to what you we were talking about earlier, where I don't know that one really has to do with the other. I don't know that he's sitting there and just paying attention very closely to what Brady's doing and that's going to affect how he coaches or what he does. So I'm sure it was just kind of like, oh, good for him. But like, I don't know that he was jumping up and down for him nor like, you know, stabbing a, a voodoo doll of Brady or something, you know, like I don't I don't think that was happening either. All right. Okay, guys, we're actually adding in two brand new segments to this show tonight. Connor Ooh. and Sarah will be just as surprised as the rest of you. Yeah, buddy. And this first one is a throwback <laughs> to this channel. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Ray's Useless Rant.
And I use that music to fire me up before I, I like go that into music. I was just going to say that. Yeah, Thank I was you. like, that's that pretty good. good. So here is my rant for the day. Ladies and gentlemen of Pats Nation, let's all bask in the glory of Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl. Let's all bask in the glory of the guy who was the greatest quarterback to ever play for the Patriots proved without a shadow of a doubt that he is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But it's time. If you are a Patriots fan, it is time to get over Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. Whether you're like the guy I saw on Twitter, furiously fighting for the Chiefs, wanting the Chiefs to win because fuck Brady. Stop it. If you're the ones throwing tear emojis on Twitter or screaming at Belichick or that's my quarterback, stop it. It's been almost a year. My bitterness, Connor, you know, is gone. Yeah, buddy. I am happy for Tom Brady. I wore a Tom Brady jersey for Super Bowl 55. Not a Buccaneers jersey. <laughs> Not an effing chance. It's time to move on. Appreciate his greatness. He won his Super Bowl. He's accomplished what no other quarterback will ever accomplish in the NFL. But we need to stop treating Tom Brady like he's a New England Patriot. He had his moment. He had his time. The entire fan base backed him for the most part. Half the fan base left to go support him. But if you are one of the ones who stuck around, it's time to look forward with this team. I give one person and one person only a pass. And that's Tyson. Because he made a bed that he has to sleep in. That's he true. risked his channel his reputation, everything going into this Super Bowl. And now he can bask in that glory of tormenting Chiefs fans for the next, I don't know, he said eternity. Eternity, yeah. <laughs> I am fine with that. So I give him the pass. That's it. Everybody else, it's time to move on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Ray's Useless Rant. All right, guys, we're going to get to your comments here in just one second. And I'm sure I've said enough to piss a lot of people off. Am I right, Connor? Uh, it's a mixed bag so far tonight. Yeah. But before you do, no matter how mad you are at me, please take a minute to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. 
And we're also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. All right, Connor. (laughs) All righty. We'll start it off with Ross right here. Shout out to Ross for the donation. Thank you, sir. He says, welcome to Sarah Connor commentary. Welcome back. I I think he's doing saying this actually. Sarah Connor is from um oh, from the Terminator. The, from Terminator. the Terminator, yeah. So I think that's what he's saying here. Have you have you seen the Terminator? Not in a long time, but I but did. But you when did I was watch kid. it? Yeah. Okay. When I was Sarah, a kid, I watched it. I don't know it. if you know this, but Connor doesn't watch movies. Very Me rarely, either. yeah. I don't either. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. I need ever, somebody else like okay. you. But I have to say, I have seen some like like big movies like i've seen all of the original star wars like i mean like the original ones i've seen like all of rocky like i've seen greece like i've seen big movies but like i mean if you ask me a lot of movies i'm gonna have to say no i haven't seen them i'm just not a movie person connor very quickly go through your repertoire of um wait anything adam sandler was in (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in Disney, Disney, Disney movies, uh, Disney, Disney TV movies, movies. not day, like, not like, not like, them. not like Cinderella and that kind of thing, but no. like the TV movies, like the what was it, like Surf's S- Up or yeah, Smart House, Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, I've seen all seen those Johnny too. Tsunami, right? Brink, yeah. Brink yep. is a l- classic. The Wasn't Paper Brigade, Xenon. <laughs> yep, yep. Luck mm-hmm. of the Irish. I've seen all of yes! them. Yes, yes. The good mm-hmm. news is though is that Connor and I share. A favorite movie. Well, I don't it? know if we share a favorite movie. I have a few oh. favorites, but we talked about this before. But now, is Goodfellas your favorite movie? Yes, yes, okay. one of them. So we definitely. share a favorite movie and Casino. Yes. Yep, Casino is oh, phenomenal man. too. I've seen all the old mobster movies like that. Yeah, that's not all my right. favorite, so that's okay. Let's no. move on. All right, we got a funny one from McChicken. I just have to bring this up. I heard Mr. Snoopy is really Rob Parker. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Mr. Snoopy <laughs> Mr. is Snoopy. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he's really Rob Parker. Well, no, actually, no. I he, but he's too much of a Brady fanboy to be Rob Parker. Yeah, maybe that's, Max maybe that's his cover. But maybe that's his cover. It could be. Maybe he's Max Kellerman. Maybe. <laughs> we got one here from uh, Dominic. Who uh, hops in all the time? He says, "Bill, the GM has a lot to prove." Um, and I saw a couple other people in here. Another comment said, uh, "Right here, similar thing." I hate GM BB, but head coach Bill is the goat. Um, and this is something we hear a lot, man. That I, was the main man, Dano, by the way. The main man, Dano. Yep. Um, I don't think Belichick has a lot to prove. I, I don't know what you guys think, Ray. I think we we've talked about this a bunch of times, but I I got into a Twitter debate about this today, and I don't even know who the guy was, what fan base this guy cheered for. He had 19 followers. I was eventually told by people just to give up and stop mm-hmm. talking to him. But we got into this conversation. There are pieces, and I I said this on Patreon yesterday on my Patreon. Uh, oh no, I said this on the the vlog on YouTube. I said yesterday. I said. There are arguments you can make to me about Bill Belichick, the GM. He can't draft a wide receiver. That's an argument. How do I fight that argument? Do I keep pointing to Julian Edelman over and over and over again going, Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman? I can't. I will argue when people say he can't draft a tight end because I go Ben Watson and Rob Gronkowski. And another guy not to be named who should have been phenomenal. Yeah, another guy who probably would have been on probably a Hall of Fame. Yeah. uh, 
uh, career as well. But yep. you know, whatever. But, you know, that was a bad pick at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I'll concede that to you. Well, Belichick can't draft a quarterback. Well, he drafted Brady. Did he get lucky? Hundred percent, he got lucky. Hundred percent, Bill Belichick got lucky with Tom Brady. But he also drafted Garoppolo, which a lot of people want Jimmy G back. Yeah. I mean, hitting on two quarterbacks is pretty good. No, right? I think he did an okay job. If we look recently, like Damian Harris ain't a bad pickup. Mike Onwenu has done pretty well. Joe Tooney, David Andrews. So, okay, so we know he can draft offensive line. We know he can draft running backs, right? Because Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, and I will fight you guys on Sony Michelle day in and day out. Uh, James White has done okay for the Patriots. Shane you know, Vereen. Shane Vereen was another good draft pick. So he can hit that. We, so, so we now seen him hit on two tight ends. Yep. Because don't forget, he moved on from Watson for Gronk, right? Right. You know, wide receivers, yeah. I mean, he had Dion Branch, good receiver, nothing special, but good. Good enough, Super Bowl MVP. Malcolm Mitchell, could have been, didn't work out. In fairness, everybody knew about his knee issues before he even entered the NFL. Right. So it's not like that wasn't hidden. And then Julian Edelman got lucky on Edelman. Yep. Same way he got lucky on, on Brady hundred percent. But if we went through every team, there's lots of players that people have gotten lucky on. Of course. But so far he's proven he can draft running back, quarterback, offensive line and tight end defensively Dante Hightower. Okay. Jamie Collins. Okay. You know, Juwan Bentley's done. Okay. So he can draft linebackers. Agreed. Can we say he's yep. okay? Ch- you know, Josh Uche seems like he's going to be legit. You know, defensive tackle, Vince Wilfork, Richard Seymour. Good enough. Do I have to keep going? They did all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Deron Harmon, Devin McCourty, uh, good safeties. You know what I mean? JC Jackson's doing okay at cornerback. Malcolm, yep. M- Malcolm Butler had a decent time here in New England as well. Right. Had a, had a big play. I heard. Does he I count just, though? He was undrafted. So was JC Jackson. Oh, that's true. Wow. I, yeah, I, I guess, would count them though. I guess you could throw <laughs> Jacoby <know>. Myers <laughs> in there as well, but uh, Jacoby Myers is a good second or third wide receiver. I'm not going to pretend that he's Julio Jones. I'll concede that yeah. free agency. He's brought in Randy Moss. He's brought in Wes Welker, you know, Gilmore. Yeah. Well, well, he well, well, I'm just Gilmore. talking, I'm just talking wide receivers right now. No, uh, oh, Gilmore's okay. a free agent. Gilmore oh, was okay. a, a big money free agent. Uh, Chris Hogan did pretty decently. Uh, Danny, I appreciate nothing in life. Amendola, uh, you know, did okay. So I will argue that build a GM actually does a pretty decent job. I think that the biggest reason why people have a problem with it is because it's like he, maybe he hasn't produced enough in their opinion of big names like Julio Jones and Antonio Brown, but like, those are not players that come every year. So I don't know. Like, I mean, we've, you know, you listed a ton of big names from the Patriots that he drafted. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what else they want. I mean, and anybody who drafts Jake Bailey, like, come on. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not and give it, credit? And if you can draft Jake Bailey and sign Nick Folk. Yep. I mean, that's Goat. all the, that's all the evidence you need. All pro mm-hmm. special teamers right there. Mm-hmm. All pros. Later. Matthew, Matthew Slater, Slater is well. one of my favorite Patriots ever. Probably the greatest you know. special teams player in the world. All right, next, next one. 
We got another one here from Dominic. This this is actually a very interesting question. Maybe if the Pats never lost draft picks, the team could have been better suited to win after Brady. And that's a good point because we forgot how how many draft picks have they lost now? I mean, Deflate Gate, they lost what a first round draft pick. Um, yeah, and they lost one in two thousand eight. So that has nothing to do with Tom Brady. Yeah, um, and they, they lost a third round, a third pick. rounder for like some one of the other scandals right for for spygate 2.0 i mean so yeah so well i mean you know it's kind of funny because (laughs) the first round pick is tough it it was and it was because brady cheated right (laughs) (laughs) and we're saying they lost those picks but uh or ideal guy i know some someone's already typing ideal gas law in look the patriots cheat okay just accept it guys like at the end of the day spygate was real deflate gate was real 11 to 12 balls, you know, it was all guy runs into the bathroom for a minute and a half comes out, you know, but at the end of the day, who cares? Again, I don't look at the rings and go tainted, tainted, right? No, you know what? You know how many guys are juicing on other teams or doctoring balls or doing things? It's, it's Aaron Rodgers admitted that they like over inflate his football and that's like against the rules. So absolutely. And baseball was better with steroids. So I got zero issues with cheating and baseball. They have juiced balls now. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, they they got rid of, they got rid of juice in the arms. So, or in the ass, I guess you take it. Uh, they got rid of the juice there. So now they've just juiced the baseball so there can be more home runs. Yep. We got uh, another donation here from Ross. Shout out to Ross. Thank you very much, sir. He says, is Izzo in the keel a bust at this point? Ryan Izzo is not a draft bust. And I'll tell you why Ryan Izzo is not a draft bust. Because Ryan Izzo was drafted in the seventh round. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No seventh round pick is ever a draft bust in my mind. You either overachieve or you achieve exactly what everybody thought you were going to achieve. Yeah. Keel Harry... I know what's going to happen. I'm going to declare it and he's going to come out firing this year and people (laughs) are going to capture this, but I'm going to declare it right now. I'm calling it. Don't stop the count. Keep it going. You heard it here first. Nikhil Harry is a first round, basically a second round draft bust. Yeah. He's on life support in my opinion. Sarah, what do you think? I, I give him another year. So that's all he's I mean, going to have because his dead yeah. cap isn't, you know, he, the only reason he has a job, let's face it. If he was a free agent, he wouldn't have a job this year. The only reason he has another year is it's going to cost them more money to cut him than it is going to be to keep him on the roster. And I could see, depending on what they do in free agency, a situation where they do take the cap hit, you know, before the season starts. Uh, Possibly. Let's do, let's do one more, Connor. More. All right, I have one right here from the Charm City player, Brandon Ace. He said, don't forget Kyle Van Noy because he was on his way of being out of the league if it wasn't for Bill Belichick. And that's part of the, the GM thing here, too, is he's found a bunch of players who were kind of no-name guys and turned them into pretty big stars. I mean, Wes Welker was never really that big of a stud till he came to New England. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, obviously. I don't remember Rob Ninkovich uh, prior to that. Um there's so many that I'm forgetting that kind of came to New England and reestablished themselves and got a second breath of life when they came Mm -hmm. here. Danny Paisano, Amendola, you know? Yes, Um, him him too. Yeah, and you know what? And shout out to Kyle Van Noy. Um, Did a lot for this team. I guess the honeymoon's over in Miami, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to say, wait a second. He's on my shit list too, just so everybody knows. No, mine too. I don't like it. 
All right. So we talked a bit about this last night, and I don't want to get into a deep conversation because that conversation got deep. So I'm going to do this in a different way. But I was reading an article today that the Patriots are a team that is now linked, actually linked through, you know, credible sources, whatever you want to call it, to possibly making a trade to the Las Vegas Raiders for DeMarcus Mariota. Mm. The hopes in New England is, is that Marcus Mariota will be to the Patriots and Bill Belichick what Ryan Tannehill turned into for Mike Vrabel. Hmm. Let me ask the first question before I even get into my breakdown here. Shouldn't they be concerned that Ryan Tannehill took the job from Marcus Mariota to be the Ryan Tannehill for Mike Vrabel? Yes. Yeah, that's definitely an issue. The fact that he couldn't even win the starting job over there. Well, not even that. He had the starting job and then and lost it. They had to go get Tannehill. Um, Mariota, man, I knew this was going to come in, come come up after he had that big game versus the Dolphins at the end of the year there. He hasn't had that great of a career. He's been a very middling quarterback, in my opinion. He, I, I don't see him being uh, anything special, anything more than basically – somebody who they could go out and sign this offseason to begin with, like a Mitch Trubisky or a Ryan Fitzpatrick, somebody around that level. Yeah, and I think that the Patriots are going to be connected to every single possible quarterback there is. So it's like, I mean, I don't get too excited about any of these conversations because then there was people saying earlier that the Patriots were connected to Carson Wentz too. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't get too excited about it, but I, I, it doesn't surprise me that they're connected to Mariota, but I eh. I mean, I, I agree. I would be concerned. I mean, he kind of lost his job for, I mean, pretty quickly too. So. Okay, Sarah, I'm going to ask you this question. Connor's already answered it. So I'm going to throw it to you. You have okay. to pick one way or the other. You can't say, oh, a little bit of both. You have to pick one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see the Patriots go for it in 2021 and possibly 2022? Or would you rather them see them take a couple of years off and do a proper rebuild? With the current state they're in right now. So no hypotheticals, would, no none of this. Then the state they're in right now, what would you rather Belichick do? I would rather wait a couple years because I'd rather them build the team that can be good and successful for longer term. I don't I they were for a long time, for the last several years, you know, I mean Brady was getting older. So everyone just assumed that as every year went by that it was gonna be the year that he was probably going to retire. So they were in that win right now idea like that 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 mindset i don't think that they need to do that anymore brady's gone they don't have a quarterback they don't have an aging quarterback so i would rather them build a good team that can sustain success over a number of years rather than okay let's be really really good in 2020 and then restart all over again in 2021 so you know what i mean 2021 2022 so you would rather them sign just start jared stidham maybe sign brian hoyer as the backup don't go after any of the receivers because that, a true read. If we're talking true rebuild, so we're not okay. saying sign Cam Newton as a bridge and do this and that. That's not a rebuild, right? A okay. true rebuild is the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, mm-hmm. or the Buffalo Bills. Three, four, five years of mediocre, bad, three win, two win, one win seasons. You know what I mean? Well, 
I that's feel like that's, a rebuild. Okay, that's different than what I was thinking then. I don't, I, I guess it's like, I don't want them to necessarily go with Stidham. Like, even if they brought in, like we've talked about before, like a Fitzpatrick for a year. It's just like, because, you know, whatever. But like, maybe they draft a quarterback that they think is the future and they want him to sit behind a veteran for a year, but that veteran is not going to be Brian Hoyer or Jarrett Stidham. Um, I, I don't, I'm not against that. I just don't know that I would want them to just go full blown, like mediocre to bad with like Stidham or Hoyer, if that makes any sense. Like, no. I don't know that they need to like throw all of their cap money at like, you know, a, a top tier receiver right now or whatnot, but I don't know. That's, it's kind of hard, see, but there's zero reason to bring in Cam Newton. If you're not yeah. going out and getting receivers, there's zero mm -hmm. reason to bring in Fitzpatrick who will generate some, some money from a team like the Colts who need a quarterback. Right. Um, and, and Connor, you can jump in now because it's a different conversation than you and I have had a couple last couple of days. Yeah. Right. A rebuild is a rebuild. You don't mm -hmm. bring in a veteran like Cam Newton or Fitzpatrick or trade for Mariota to rebuild. If you're bringing them in, you're bringing it in because you still think this team can compete. Right. Technically, if they were going on a true rebuild, they should be looking at some of their guys like Damian Harris and seeing what he would be worth on the trade market. You know right. what I mean? Jacoby Myers, what's he worth on the trade market? Um, you know, uh, Marcus Cannon, who probably not a lot, Stephon Gilmore, JC Jackson. These are young guys. But now you're talking, if you're going on a rebuild, which could take three or four years, now they're going to be big ticket, big money items, and it's not going to fit in your system. So that's a rebuild. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've. I'm going to assume that you two haven't seen a rebuild in New England. Never. So that's a rebuild. So we need to, I think what we need to do as Patriot fans right now is come to the reality of what a rebuild is. Mm -hmm. What you guys are talking about is a retool. Yeah, yeah that's what I just saw King Cato say in the chat. Yeah. yeah, you guys are talking a retool. Where I sit on the, I don't want a retool. We retool if you have Tom Brady. What okay. I saw to Cam Newton last year does not s suggest to me going out and getting Allen Robinson and a tight end and this and that, that maybe brings us two to three more wins. Unfortunately, in this AFC... 11 wins may not get you in the playoffs next year right. when you look around mm -hmm. the league. You know what I mean? So I would much rather, and now we're competing against what, who knows what two is going to do, or God forbid Miami trades for Deshaun Watson. We already see what, listen, the Buffalo Bills are running back away from being the new Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you that right now, because if they yeah. can put a run game into their arsenal, that's a team that's going to be impossible to stop. You got the Colts who are in a win now situation. Let's pretend that the Texans make the trade and they end up with Tua. They're in the mix. Tennessee's in the mix. Baltimore's in the mix. Pittsburgh is still in the mix. Cleveland is in the mix. Denver should probably be in the mix next year. The Raiders are a team that are ready to blow up and be there. You still have Kansas City in that division. Unless the Patriots are going to go out and spend a ton of money and really, really go for it, I'd much rather deal with three or four years of suckiness and become the Buffalo Bills in three or four years where we're back on top of the AFC East, right? Mm -hmm. But since you both are talking about a retool, let's do this in a retool looking at Marcus Mariota as that possible bridge quarterback. Okay, so yep. let's go through this. Let's, I've, what I've done here is made a list 
of realistic options. We're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson being upset with his offensive line. Carson Wentz probably isn't coming. We're going to look at realistic options. Let's pretend, because I'm starting to feel less and less about Jimmy Garoppolo now too, because I think Stafford, as Tyson was talking about Monday night, Stafford was a piece of Jimmy Garoppolo coming here, and San Francisco didn't get it. Because they're going to be looking at this list now, the same one I'm looking at, and realizing that none of these guys are an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So let's take Mark, let's start weighing Marcus Mariota with the quarterbacks that are actually available. Is Marcus Mariota an upgrade over Jarrett Stidham? Yes. Mm, yes. Is Marcus Mariota an upgrade over Jameis Winston? I put them in the same category. I don't know. Actually, I think Winston, we have to see how, if he can limit the turnovers, he's better, I think. Uh, I'll disagree, respectively. I think Mm Mariota's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. Yeah, I haven't compared, like, stats or anything, so I don't know, but... Stats won't matter. Jameis Winston was throwing to one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Those interceptions worry me when basically he, you know, Brady had the same team. So, uh, yeah, I guess I would go with Mariota then. Is Marcus Mariota an upgrade? Let's take our fandom out of it and be as realistic as we can. Because I've rewatched every Patriots game now. And not being in the moment gives you a, a somewhat of a different perspective on some things. I think you're talking to me. I'm talking to Connor, too. <laughs> okay. Is Marcus Mariota an upgrade over Cam Newton? If Cam had the same type of season, yeah. Well, we got to go by what we just saw. Right. Then, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he can throw the ball. We know that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he can run. He won't run as well as Cam. Yeah, I mean, because he's not as big either. No, but he can throw the ball a lot better. Yes. So that comes down to now, let's face it, we've just knocked off Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, which are probably three of the best quarterbacks available, except for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Is Marcus Mariota an upgrade over Fitzpatrick? I say no. Based on, yeah, Fitzpatrick last season, he looked really good. Based on Fitzpatrick's whole career, I think that he's a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Well, and I feel like the team that they have right now, like if they don't really add that many pieces this year, his veteran leadership, I think, would be good to have in the locker room too. Like he's just, he's bounced around to so many teams. I'm sure it's not going to take him, I mean, a crazy amount of time to learn the playbook and, you know, getting cool with the locker room and whatever. I like that aspect too. The only way Fitz is coming to the Patriots is is if, I think Fitz is going to sit back and wait a couple weeks to see what teams like the Patriots do. Right. Yeah. Because there are teams in this league, like the Steelers, because Big Ben is not looking like Big Ben, like the Colts, who are win-now competitive teams. He's not going to sign with the Patriots to throw to Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers when he can throw to Paris Campbell and Jack Doyle 
or you know what I mean in 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 Indianapolis or go throw to Claypool in Juju if Juju stays or whoever in Pittsburgh, right? So mm-hmm. if we're bringing in Fitzpatrick, we're bringing him in because we're going. I, I need, I can't stress this enough to everybody, not just you guys, but the people out there, like really listen to my words. If the Patriots want to go for it in 2021, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best available option for them on the market. The best available and most realistic. We want to say too, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of unrealistic expectations and hopes out there for quarterbacks, not for the Patriots. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, so there's there's no way they're going to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they're not. Well, and, there's, and then there's talking about um, Russell Wilson. I'm like, it's yeah, not happening, guys. Not happening. Like, and and he has a no trade clause too. So stop. Like, it's just he's not going to the Patriots, and not so, with the team that it is too right now. And where the Patriots are picking a quarterback, not one of those quarterbacks are going to be ready to start this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get my way, it's going to be Mac Jones, but it could be a Kyle Trask regardless, they're not going to be ready to play. So we're talking about a season where Marcus Mariota just knocked out three of the Patriots best options as upgrades. Mm -hmm. And that's if we can't get our hands on Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I have now predicted will be, there will be a bidding war for Fitzpatrick between the Patriots and the Colts, if the Patriots are going for it, which is why I'm more leaning towards a rebuild. And it hurts because we'd have to say bye to guys like Dante Hightower. That would make me cry. The way you guys all felt about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, that's how I'll feel about Hightower finishing his career somewhere else. I would hope that he pulls a Gronk and says, I'm retiring. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much as that's what I want, I don't think that's what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm not viciously opposed to a retool. I just think that there's a lot of people that have Super Bowl aspirations. And as positive as I can be, Connor, I have to be that guy to you. The Patriots, regardless of what happens this offseason, probably aren't going to the Super Bowl next year. Right. Unfortunately, that's probably the truth. It's going to take a lot of luck and a lot of, you know, they're going to have to hit on every possible person they can. But, yeah, it's it's an extremely uphill battle. I hope that didn't ruin our relationship. No. <laughs> okay. Because you're the one I worry about, not the not the audience. <laughs> they get mad at me every second word I say, and they they get over it. It's you, Connor. I don't want to. I, I you you had them winning twelve games with Jared Stidham last year, <laughs> undefeated with Cam Newton. They came kind of close, right? Was I got an honest question for both of you? Was last year a dose of reality of what football actually is? Because we didn't yes. experience real football in New England. You know what I mean? Yes. We we experienced. We experienced movies. Oh, we mm-hmm. lost the Super Bowl. We're going to come back and win it the next year. You know, like, <laughs> and they it, would. It was like a version of Glee. So right. it, it's, you know, was last year, it was t- the 2020 season, a, a dose of reality for you guys? It was, you basically it, it was grew for up me. In the yeah. Brady era? Yeah. Yeah. It re- I realized this is what the rest of the, you know, country goes through. 
bunch of other fan mm-hmm. bases. This is what they've dealt with for the past 20 years. They don't just win every single year. They don't go to the AFC championship every year. It's like a shoe win. Patriots would automatically win the division. They would automatically usually get a bye. They'd be just pencil in the AFC championship every year. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely reality, but for me, like, it didn't, it would kind of suck, obviously, like, anytime you would lose, even under Brady, it was like, oh, man, you know, like, it sucks, but, like, I still, like, enjoyed the season, like, I'm just, like, a different fan, I think, like, people get annoyed with my stuff because I'm so optimistic with football, and that's, like, I've said a million times, that's not how I am in my life, so I don't know where it came from, but that's just how I am with football, so I was trying to find, like, the good things, and I was just as big a fan as ever last year, so, like, if that's what I'm gonna have to deal with for however many years, that's, I'm gonna be fine. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it was a question of fanhood or enjoyment. I mean, I enjoyed last season. Well, I, I just meant like, based off of like social media and stuff. It was just like, man, like you would think that we've been, you know, like I don't know, a team that's been really bad for ten plus years. It was like, dude, this is one one season, guys, and and they didn't even do as horrible as a lot of other teams that have struggled for many years have. They did over those years, so. Yeah, a I mean, lot of a lot know. of angry, a lot of angry bad takes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I just realized on my work laptop that the the webcam is on. It's kind of weird. It's recording <laughs> you. I'm not sure what's happening right now, but it's whatever's happening is being flowed to the world. I'll tell you that much. Nice. Um, okay, guys, uh, Connor, get those comments ready. Before we yes, do, sir. I want you to hear from our sponsors over at fcustom.com. And because we're giving you this free content right now, we're going to ask you for one and a half minutes to hear all about our Patreon channel. fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics, and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind-the-scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills. And being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've also left the description in or we've also left the link of the in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. I literally had time to go out and have a cigarette as that ad ran. Nice. I did. I ran over and closed my work laptop. I was trying to figure out, 
None of my videos, like streaming stuff, was on, so I don't know why that that CIA must have hacked into it. I was I gonna say, it yeah, they're, Big they're watching you. Yeah, I know I Big Brother's my, watching. My Zoom <laughs> account was closed. Microsoft Teams was closed. Those are the only two apps we use at work. So I was like, forget this. All right, Connor, man, uh, give me give me some comments, buddy. All right, the first one I I want to bring up. I I missed it. It was a donation from Joe, but I did see the question. He was asking if we could uh, potentially move Nikhil Harry from t- uh, not wide receiver from wide receiver to tight, to tight end. end. Yeah, similar mm-hmm. to what happened with Darren Waller was his example. Um, I think it's worth a shot at this point potentially. I don't know if I have the faith that he's going to be as good as Darren Waller. Um, Darren Waller, I think, is a lot bigger than him. Uh, I I guess it's worth a shot though at this point. What do you guys think? It's 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 something I've seen people bring up for a long time. Uh, I'm worried about he would have to put on pounds to be right. honest mm-hmm. with you. He's a big guy, but he's a tall guy too. He's not to me. He he reminds me almost of a Kyle Pitts in body structure. And I've been pushing that I want them to draft Pitts and convert him to a wide receiver, not play him as a tight end. Yep. If he's going to move in, even if he plays in the H-back position, he's going to have to beef up a little bit. Um, I mean, he likes to get dirty. I just, I just, I don't know if between April and this season, he's going to be able to do enough to turn things around. Well, and I think if he's like already struggling, as people say, for like uh, understanding the playbook and getting into the rhythm of being a wide receiver on the Patriots, and I don't know about switching it now is the best idea either. Right, that that too. And thank you for the donation, Joe. It thank was ten dollars too, I think, from what I saw. If that's the one you're it was. About. Yeah. You I missed a ten dollar donation? I wouldn't he let me sure go did. that far that far back up. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> the comment the comments flooded in too much. Yeah, Sorry, I'll, Joe. I'll let you have this one. Ross, mm-hmm. thank you very much, sir. Minshew Mania or Fitz Magic in New England. That's the one I've been seeing in the comment sections here. A lot of people saying Minshew. Um, Fitz, Fitz. I I would prefer Fitz. You know, oh no, Connor. You and I had a, that conversation about Minshew. Mm-hmm. I mean, Minshew, If you look at Minshew's numbers, they're better than Fitz's. They're I know. way better than Cam Newton's. Not just this year, but even 20, uh, 2018. Um, Gardner Minshew's not a bad quarterback. He's just played on a really bad team, and he's looked good on a bad team. He got benched last year. Let me let me tell the people this. Do not be fooled. Gardner Minshew got benched because Trevor Lawrence is an upgrade over Gardner Minshew. Trevor Lawrence is an upgrade almost name any quarterback in the NFL. There's only a cup. Trust me right now. If Tampa Bay could get their hands on Gardner Minshew, they trade Tom Brady tomorrow. Or um, not Gardner Minshew. Uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. If they could get their hands on Trevor Lawrence, they would trade Tom Brady tomorrow. Because they're not going to do one more year of Brady when they could have a career of Trevor Lawrence. The only team that probably does, there's probably three teams that don't make that move. I'm going to say Buffalo, Kansas City, and probably Cincinnati because they have Joe Burrow. Right. Uh, Besides that, as good as Gardner Minshew is, you saw where your season was going, how bad you were. That's why Gardner Minshew was benched. And uh, I don't – his stats are better than every quarterback available. Let's put it that way. On a bad team with no receivers. That is true. I also just don't like his whole shtick. Like, I just find it annoying. 
as a side comment like the, right. the, the 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 facial hair the mullet the i'm gonna wear little jean shorts and stuff it's just really annoying Touché. over it i'm over <laughs> it right. isn't right. gunner rocking out like a mustache and a mullet right now wearing like i think he was clean shaven wearing, wearing I... cowboy but he did have he has a mullet right he definitely did. I did. I don't think so. Sh- I don't know. Sure. But hey, I'm not saying I'm like a big Gunner fan. I've never claimed that. So, I mean, we're gonna go from Prince to to Jean Shorts if we we change our quarterbacks, right? Because you know, <laughs> I d- I love that, that I love Cam's big, outfits though. Big adjustment. We're, we're gonna go from high fashion to to Jean Shorts and uh, and a mustache. Touche. <laughs> America. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> All right, we got another donation here from G107. Thank you very Woo-hoo. much. I vote for Marcus M. Don't care about Fitzmagic. Cam, Stid, let's do it. Come on, Fitzmagic is old. I mean, Fitzmagic, I think, would only be a one-year deal, though. That's my yeah. thing. I mean, I guess Marcus Mariota is still young, so he could be you know, somewhat more for the long term. Obviously, I don't see Fitzmagic playing more than maybe two years, but I think if they did sign him, it would be a one-year, let's try and win if we can type thing. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. I I also don't disagree with let's go for Marcus M. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. I made my case last night and everybody if you want to I'm not going to go on another 10 minute rant. I made my case for Marcus Mariota last night. I laid it out. It was a sound plan. Um If they chose Mariota over Fitzpatrick, I wouldn't be mad. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I, I wish, I hope they take Fitzpatrick, but I won't be pissed if they took Winston or Newton over Mariota, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I don't think that there's that many decisions that would make me like really mad at this point. If I'm being honest, I don't know that. I mean, like I might get irritated if it looks like they're not really trying to do anything, but then again, we would just have to see how it goes. Like, is it going to be a retooling as we talked about, or is it a rebuild? Like, what are they doing? All this talk and about it, quarterback and Jared Stidham's going to start this season. <laughs> I know. Imagine <laughs> oh, Brian Hoyer. Oh God. We got one here from Marcus Hanna. Another name that we've talked about a little bit here. What about Mitch Trubisky can be a Patriot. Mo- uh, mobile quarterback. He is a little bit mobile, man, but I don't, I'm not that high on Trubisky. Who you guys, you're not too high on him, right, Ray? Marcus, I appreciate your comment, buddy. Well, and hasn't he been benched like twice now, like in his short career? So that's why that kind of scares me a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that he's been on like an amazing team with amazing coaches and stuff. I'm not saying that, but it is a little bit alarming when you're only like in your third or fourth year in your career and you've been benched twice. Like that's a little. Mm. Yeah, but he took the job from uh, Nick Foles, who has a, a statue outside of uh, outside of the Eagle State. And Marcus, we appreciate your comment, buddy. Thank you, sir. I had one that I just lost sight of here from Chris Summers that was a very good comment, if I can find it and bring it up. But he was asking, what about Josh Rosen? Oh, I thought he was going to say Scam Newton. No, um, didn't he, they... he said that earlier, but he's asking why why no one's he... looking at him. Didn't he just re-sign with someone? He, he just, just signed, signed with the extension. Niners. Yeah. He did? So, yeah, yeah, Josh he signed... Rosen just signed, just signed an extension. Mm-hmm. Really? With... With the so, Niners, right? Uh, yeah, with the 49ers. So it oh. appears they there's no... Uh, so do you uh, think they're considering I, trying to have him take over for Jimmy G? 
Oh God, know. we had a twenty-minute conversation about this on Sportscaster. No, no, no. I think they're looking at him as a project. Can they? Can they slowly but surely work him in, and could he become something? Well, I mean, especially because he was a first-round draft pick, I'm sure they like the idea of like what he could be or his potential, and he didn't been given a chance yet. So I'm sure that's just kind of like intriguing. Right. Okay, let's do one more, Connor. All right, we have one here from Patriot Nation. Lawrence Owen, please talk to Ray and do a Minshew film breakdown. Mm. Can you make that happen? Wrong way. I will talk to Lawrence Owen. In- <laughs> yeah. I think that's like how I heard it, like in my mind. I like thought about it that way. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I will. It's not going to be this week because he's already working on this week's film room. Uh, but I'll get him to do Minshew next week. Yeah, Absolutely. Buddy. I'm glad you guys are watching. Not a lot of people are watching. I think more people need to watch the film room. Well, especially if you're interested in like what the Patriots are going to do at receiver, quarterback, whatever. Like I find it interesting and uh, and what they already have because some people are overlooking the talent that the Patriots do have. Yeah, and I think Lawrence just does a super good job on it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're about to go into our new, brand new segment. It is called, Why Is This a Story? All right, so here's what I did. I went through all the Patriots headlines today, and I picked out four, and I have to ask you guys, why is this a story? Let's okay. start with this one. Stephon Gilmore deleted his social media accounts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. why is this a story? Because people like gossip and they like to look into things that aren't there. They probably think, oh, he doesn't want to be a Patriot. So he deleted it. Like, I don't know. He's mad that Brady won the Super Bowl. I don't know. They're just trying to twist it into something that, I mean, who knows? He's a grown man. Maybe he was like, you know what? I don't like Twitter anymore. Decided he wanted to delete it. Happened to me before. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's nothing. The Super Bowl ratings were higher in Boston than they were in Tampa Bay. Connor, why is this a story? Um, that's because, wow, it wasn't really, that's because yeah. more people here like Tom Brady than they do in Tampa Bay. And because I think Tampa Bay has a lot of people who are living there right now in the winter that aren't actually from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. The NFL released the 2020 COVID testing numbers. Sarah, why is this a story? Because they want to try and prove that they did a good job this season or all of the protocols they put in place were effective. And look at, we got through every single game without any cancellations, blah, blah, blah. That's basically it. And lastly, this is a real headline. Uh-oh. Giselle wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Giselle, Giselle wrote Tom Brady, a lovely note after the Super Bowl. Connor, why is this a story? (laughs) Because Giselle is even more famous than Tom Brady, and she could put a picture on Instagram, and it would be front news headlines for somebody somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Why Is This a Story? I hope that everybody understands for this one hour and whatever minute podcast 
that this is what I have to go through on a daily basis. Because I have to read Giselle wrote Tom Brady a lovely <laughs> note after the Super Bowl. Because there could be a quote in there that's actually relevant to something that we're going to talk. So when I'm trying to plan out the show and what we're going to talk about, I read probably somewhere close to 50 to 60 articles a day written about the New England Patriots. Sometimes 25 of them are the exact same subject where I read nothing new. After I've read all those articles, I then sit and as I type away and work on my computer at my full-time job, I listen to first take. I listen to the odd couple. I listen to clips of press conferences. I listen to clips of local news stories, just so I can ask you guys a total of one, two, three, four, five, ten questions. Okay. I do all that. So I decided if I have to go through this misery, I want people to tell me why it's a story. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to this point of the night for everybody's favorite game show. Player profile with Connor Carney. Connor, today we are looking at the 86th ranked prospect in the draft. He is a five foot nine, 195 pound junior out of Buffalo. How tall? Five foot nine. He is the running back, Jarrett Patterson, Buffalo. Tell me, Connor, what would he need to do to be successful in the NFL? Well, you know, he obviously doesn't have the size, so he's really going to need the elusiveness. In order for him to be successful in the NFL, he's going to need to be able to elude the defenders because he's not going to, you know, be great at breaking the tackles. So he's really going to need to use his elusiveness and his speed, you know, so he's going to need to break away from the defenders and really, you know, use his acceleration. What do you know about his acceleration and elusiveness? Um, I presume since he's going to be drafting the NFL, he has both. I would, I would think he can accelerate, and I would assume that he runs about at least a 4-4. If you had to give me a range of what his 40 time would be, what do you think it would be? Probably between a 4-3 and a 4-7, somewhere in that range. Okay, so nice and tight. A nice yes. tight window in between. Are, are, are you confident he's faster than you? Um, I, I would say that he probably is, but it, it's probably close. Is he taller than you? Just barely. Just barely. Okay. Um, what could hinder him in the NFL? Um, honestly, his size, that could be one of the issues. Um, if he takes a lot of hits, if he's unable to, you know, do what I said and be able to, you know, really accelerate and elude the defenders, he could take a lot of hits very quickly and that could rack up and I could see him, you know, wearing down and not being as good and living up to his full potential. So you said he can run between a four, three and a four, seven. Yep. What if he runs a four, seven and he's not elusive? He's going to really struggle. I, I don't see him succeeding. I, I see whoever gets him, you know, not, not really working out for him. If that's what happens. How did you enjoy Buffalo college football this year? Um, while there were going to be one of my favorites, I wasn't able to see them. Okay. And what is your general knowledge of Jarrett Patterson? 
I've not heard of him, but I am no quarter out. Patterson played for the Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, that was player profile. We got to get Sarah stick. Yep. I know. I was just thinking about that the other night when I was watching you guys because I watched you guys even though I wasn't here last week. And I was just thinking, I was like, wait, there's these new things. And I'm like, what is my thing going to be? <laughs> you got Ray Zeus's rant, which is a, an old school kickback. Old, old I, liked, school. I liked all of it tonight. Ray Zeus's rant goes back to 2017 when I started this channel, to be honest mm, with buddy. you. Yeah, it goes all the way back to then. Um, player profile came organically. That's yeah. the thing is we need to come or we can't just force it on you, Sarah. Something organic is going to come. It's going to be like Sarah's Homer takes, and she's going to tell us why Cam Newton's going to win MVP or something like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? We're yeah. Like, oh, my God. Because at, at some point the draft is going to happen and player profile is going to go on hold except i might start pulling out like japanese baseball players and that kind of thing and get you to, <laughs> to break them down we'll keep it going all right uh let's finish this off with a few comments and then we will call it a night man Alrighty, we got one here from jack morrow he says last i heard stidham was working out with carson palmer in cali um i didn't hear that but if he is man good for him carson palmer was good i think carson is, palmer was kind of underrated so well he's it working he, his quarterback coach is carson palmer's brother Oh, so okay. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, and I think that's uh, Joe Burrow's um, quarterback coach as well. So it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Jesse Palmer, that's his yep. name, right? So he's working with Jesse Palmer, which has become a bit of a quarterback guru. He's worked with like Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. I think he worked oh, with snap. Patrick Mahomes for a little bit. Um, and he does work with Jared Stidham. He's the one who came out and said that he believes Jared Stidham will be a star in the NFL is Jesse Palmer. Really? Well, that might be good for him, too, because I think one of the biggest talking points last season leading up to last season, was they didn't feel like Stidham was taking it seriously or that he didn't seem to fight for the starting job, especially once they signed Cam. So maybe now he's actually going to be trying to put in more effort or try and make it, you know, out there that he's doing more and is more serious this year. He worked with those guys all last off season too. Well, I mean, that was something that people were saying that like leading up to camp and, you know, he didn't, it's what like Tom E. Curran was saying and whatever that Belichick was mad at him, blah, 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 blah. That's all I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, that was another episode of Sarah's Homer Takes. <laughs> I like that. I, uh, I, I like it. I like it. And we're not even going to tell her when it's coming up. We're just going to wait until it's an obvious Homer take and then just play the music. It sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a plan. I uh, saw got, this. You accidentally clicked on this one before. Oh, did I? Right, we got we got this one from Joe. Very interesting. I'd take RG3 or Tyrod Taylor over Trubisky. Um I got a lot to say about this. Connor. Yeah, go ahead. I don't, I don't have any interest in either of them. I don't even know if they're going to be in the league anymore. I went to bat for Tyrod Taylor for years. For years. I told Buffalo fans, relax. You have a great quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. And he made me look stupid. Time in and time out. Then he went to Cleveland and lost his job to Baker Mayfield. He's lost his job everywhere he goes. Well, this year was different, though. They punctured his lung. So Yeah, well, if he was, was playing well enough, he, he would have got his job back. True. I do not want Tyrod Taylor, 
But if it came down to Tyrod Taylor or Mitch Trubisky, I would take the earthquake. <laughs> you know? So, uh, RG3, I like RG3. Good man. RG3 is a good man. I don't see him having much of a career in yeah, the Yeah, not a great football forward. player anymore. I, I don't know about you guys. Player, but great man. Great man. Mm-hmm. Very we positive. Gotta, yeah, that counts for something, right? We got a donation here from Ross. Shout out Ross. He says Shades, which is which is directed towards Ray over here. Shades, any chance for a channel Madden League? I told him the other day I only have PS2. I gotta upgrade my stuff. The problem what? is is I was watching <laughs> I was watching the uh the group chat too as they were discussing it. I honest to God, I think just based on what I see on Twitter, this is like sacrilegious or something for me to say. I want to just first point out that I play Madden and FIFA. I don't own any other games. And it's not even the current versions. I have Madden 19 and FIFA 19. Okay. Like that's how far behind I am, but I have an Xbox. I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a PlayStation. So I don't know how that works because you guys all have PlayStations, but I would love if you guys all buy Xboxes, I would, (laughs) I would definitely start a Madden League. Would you buy an Xbox, Connor, if we had a Madden League on our channel? I might have to. Patreon. That would be our Patreon thing. We'd play Touché. Xbox on Patreon. That, that makes sense cares, to me. If anyone cares, no, I would not buy an Xbox. No? You don't, you're not down for Madden? I'm not a gamer. I watch. All right. All right. No my, sister, my sister and hold my brother-in-law on. are the gamers in the house, but they play on the PS4. So Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you're going to come on our channel. You're going to join the team Uh-oh. And, and you can't buy yourself an. I made Connor spend like a thousand dollars on equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled at him on air on a daily basis. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't have the money now. Sorry. <laughs> Connor, would you buy Sarah an Xbox? I guess. Yeah, I'm going to have to sell a few cars I'll, this week, I'll, but sure. I'll post a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Nice. Give me money for Xbox. Could you imagine that? I don't know if you guys remember this. A couple of years ago, can you take off Ross's comments so I can take my sunglasses off? There we go. <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, a couple of years ago, when the Rams were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, there was a this guy I forget his name, but he's a Rams YouTuber guy, and he had a GoFundMe page for people to buy him Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> oh my Did it gosh! Work? Be- no, he, well, oh. he made like two hundred fifty bucks or something like that, three hundred bucks. <laughs> He was going to, um, he has family, he had family, I think that, that was in Atlanta, right? He had family there, but he couldn't really stay with them. So he needs to buy the tickets, pay for the airfare, uh, that kind of thing. And he'd been, uh, he'd been a Rams fan his whole life. And, and on, uh, you know, Twitter, it's the Ramley. They're all, they're all a Ramley. And the, this, this motherfucker uh. put out a, put out a GoFundMe page. It's <laughs> a bar balls. GoFundMe, Connor, where we just donated every penny we made on Sunday night to a GoFundMe page for something yeah. real. This guy, Sarah, wanted mm-hmm. people to donate to send him to the Super Bowl to pay for his airfare, buy his tickets, and pay for his hotel. Mm-hmm. I I saw a girl. I called. This was a. A while ago, back when I was a part of like the WWE side of Twitter, um, there was a girl on there who she posted a fund me asking people to give her money so to go to. Sorry. And I was like, to go to what? Yeah, 
Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, people post GoFundMes for things that they actually need money for. And you were just at Disney. Like your profile picture is at you and Mickey ears. I don't think you need this. People are nuts, okay. man. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. So you're on <laughs> WWE Twitter? I used to be. Don't hello. Like you're not anymore. No, I, this is, if you can see back here, this is my John Cena shelf. Nice. So yeah, all John is Cena stuff. Like- is he like your celebrity crush? Like everybody has their celebrity crush. Is he like your celebrity crush? Um, yeah, I guess one of them. But yeah, I mean, but I've loved him since he debuted, and I was like, you got to pick one though. Like everybody's already like one of them. You got to pick one. Like I have a hall pass from my wife for one celebrity. I'm single, so I don't need a hall pass. I know, but be- <laughs> I'm just saying for this game, is he the one or is it somebody else? I feel like I I feel like I can't commit. I don't know. He's a married man, and I just I don't know. I'm gonna tweet at him. I'm gonna say Sarah would not commit. He follows me too. He follows me too. Yeah, he follows me too. And it took me a really long time for him to follow me. So it was a very big moment last year. I liked one of his tweets, and he followed me. I retweeted one of his tweets. It took me years to get him to follow me. It was very rude. I still flex it on Facebook occasionally. I just like oh, I screenshot it. I still have it. I'm gonna like print it out. It's gonna like go on my wall. Mine was screenshotted too. My well, yeah. I have. Uh, I could add it to my shelf. I right have here. the when when Hightower commented on my photo. I have uh, I printed out that comment and put it on my wall. So is it Cena or what? Sure, we'll say Cena. I mean, Tom Brady. I feel like th- I feel like this is kind of creepy though. Like if I was like, hey, let's like get together and like hang out. Don't look at my shelf of <laughs> you. To, like my, come to my house like, and look at my shelf yeah, full of your it's face. It's like. Helga from Hey Arnold, like, don't look in my closet, just ignore that. I just Ooh. have a shrine. Do you not remember Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold. Do you ever watch Hey Arnold? Guys, are you I remember serious? Hey right Arnold. Now? I remember. Okay, maybe. do you remember Helga had a shrine of Arnold in her closet? Briefly, yeah, vaguely. Oh my maybe, gosh, you guys. He, she maybe took this, like. Maybe this is the five years I have on you guys. Because when it comes to those kind of TV shows, five years can be a big deal. Because, like, yeah. I, was, okay. I was Rugrats. Rugrats was my thing. Rugrats was the Okay, I need too. people in the comments to back and up Doug. and tell Did me you guys they watch know. Doug? Yep, I watched yes. Doug. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I Doug, need people Rugrats. in the comments telling me. Is that the kid uh, whose face like a, his face looked like a, 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 a football? F- a football, a football yeah. yes. I didn't really yes. watch that show. Because, yeah. I, again, yeah, Helga, that kind of came out as I just got a little bit older. Yeah, Helga had a huge on him, even though she was the bully. And she had this, like, huge shrine to him in her claw. And she had, like, used food of his and, like, gum. And I don't know. So I was just saying that it looks like it. I'm, like, freaky. Like, I got weird stuff no. that you just have to nice ignore. Nice kid show. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, who's your celebrity crush? That's a good question. I don't know very many celebrities. It's that it's that football player you're just talking about, Jarrett something. Jarrett That's Sittin. who it is. No, the one that you were just talking about on the player profile. That's your celebrity oh, crush oh, right there. Oh, oh, Jared Patterson? Jared Patterson, that's your kind of yes. celebrity crush. <laughs> he he is at yes. the, he is at the top. <clears throat> Should I just start saying names and you tell me when to stop, Connor? Is that where we're at? Yeah. Um, J-Lo, no, J-Lo, J-Lo, J-Lo and Shakira, absolutely both. Oh, my gosh. They're, yeah, they're half-time really one. good. Oh, I only pick right. one. I told Sarah she could pick one. We had a whole 15-minute conversation about it. You Did you miss it? All right, J-Lo then. I feel like he just said yes to the first name I put out there. Well, that's <laughs> like, I, I'm going to come tomorrow with my final answer. I'll say All soon right. enough, but I feel All like right. I'm You guys should have your final answer just ready to go. 
That's the problem. I don't because I have so many options. I am single and ready it to mingle. Single with doesn't even matter. Everyone. There's just there's just one always one person out there. Every time this this woman comes on my TV, I tell my wife I leave <laughs> you for her. And, you know, and it's. I just mean that I don't have to narrow mine down. Is what I mean. No, you should though. You, you, it's your love, right? It's like I'm in love with yeah. this. Not really, but it, it's. <laughs> I'm in love with this woman. There's enough love there. There's enough love to make it work. I can make the relationship. There's enough love to make the relationship work. My celebrity crush is America's sweetheart in every way, and it's Julianne Huff. This girl oh, is pretty. I'm disappointed. She's beautiful. She's athletic. She can sing. Have you seen sweet. that really weird video of her, though? What one? Of that, like, removing energy from her? You need to oh. see it. It's yeah, yeah. very odd. Very that, odd. It's nice. but our body is full of energy. Yes, it was just a weird video. That's all I mean. Yeah, we all do weird stuff. If we got video taped <laughs> and all the weird stuff that we all do, we'd all we would all be a bunch of weirdos. Touche. Anyways, Julianne, if you're listening, I will leave my <laughs> wife for you. I know that you're recently divorced. She, she does have it. a hot husband too. They just got divorced. Ex. Well, ex husband's a hottie, so. Yeah, but they got a divorce, oh so she, rebound. Rebound. I know right? that's why I said ex-husband. Oh, so I I have uh you know I have a mildly popular podcast that gets anywhere between six hundred to a thousand views. I mean, if that's not enough for you, I don't know what is. I mean, <laughs> we made three hundred and fifty dollars last month, Julian. So it's, uh, I'll get along with Derek. It's all right. Him and I look like we get along. <laughs> I don't make fun of him every time he comes on television when my wife watches <laughs> the stupid dancing shows, and uh, I can learn to dance. Uh, you can teach me more than a two-step. You'll love my kids. There, there's my pitch. If I'm, not, pitch. if I'm not dating Julianne Huff by next week, I don't know what, what'll work. It's a good point. I'll be Ross, you, Ross, you have a lot of money. Can you just throw out a bunch of money and help me <laughs> Julianne Huff? <laughs> All right. Give me two more comments and let's finish this off. All right. We just got a uh, donation come in. Love Vibration Nation. What up? What up? Watson for three number ones argument. If our ones are 15, 22, 25, who would we be able to get there that would impact the Pats more, make the move? Um, I guess if they could get the 22nd and the 25th pick this season, right? 15, 22, 25 is not enough value for the Houston Texans. You're right. I, I mean, if they wanted to do that, I would say yes. That's the concern. I don't think they take that deal. I think the problem is is we're going to see teams offer guys like Tua Tagovailoa or Aaron Rodgers, possibly. You know what I mean? We're going to see other assets moving. We have Gilmore. That's not enough of an asset. I think that we're going to see teams offer assets plus two or three first-round picks. you got to figure um, Matthew Stafford just brought in two first-round draft picks and Jared Stoff, Stoff, uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> yep. And... The Eagles are asking for a Matthew Stafford type of deal for Carson fucking Wentz. Touche. Mm -hmm. So I, I, Deshaun, I, I listen, 15, 22, 25, tomorrow, today, yesterday, I would send that to Houston. I don't think that's near enough value for what they're going to get for Deshaun Watson. And unless Bill O'Brien comes back. Yes, but he got a job with uh, Alabama now. So. Damn. There goes our hopes. Yeah, he's just <laughs> going to be recruiting college players. Oh, wasn't it just National Commitment Day or something? Maybe. Or it signing Day, Signing Day, not Commitment Day. Nice. We got a funny one here from uh, Matthew Parker. What about Jake Lutton to the Patriots? Wasn't he on the Patriots? Jake Lutton? Jake Lutton, no. 
It's a quarterback for somebody, right? No, no, no. He was a quarterback for the for Jacksonville. Jacksonville this year, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know why you're laughing. Be- yeah, be- because he wasn't very good. <laughs> he's a six round pick, 189. So he got, you know, he's a better draft pick than than Tom Brady. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, the 2020 draft. He wasn't that bad, was he? It wasn't great. Again, like no, J- listen, Jake Lutton is not going to be. A- Good quarterback. He had a pass rating of 55. He had six, 624 passing yards, one rushing touchdown, 13 rushing yards. Uh, he had a 54.4 pass. Oh, wait, that was his Oregon career. Oh, no. Yeah. What's his NFL career? All right, I'll tell you what. Over, I will cons- I will Over under eight it. interceptions in four games is my bet. I will consider it if he threw more touchdowns than Cam Newton this year. Okay. And he didn't say, play. He didn't play all sixteen games. Let's not yeah, forget that. I'm gonna say no. So he played this year three games. <laughs> he went zero for three. Six hundred twenty-four yards in three games. Yep. I feel like that's better than Cam. Two touchdowns. So he would have been on pace for 10. He would have been on pace for 10 and a half touchdowns this year. So he would have been better than Cam. Wow. By two and a half. And now I just committed to a signing Lutton. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I'm sticking with Cam, and that's my homer take. All right. All right. All right. One more. One more. And then we can all go to bed. All right. Not Not together. Just. What about Matthew oh, Parker? Man. Should we shouldn't we sign Matthew Parker? Um, well, I was gonna go up to a comment that somebody's asking Rice King to run the forty because if he runs it as fast as he said he did, then I want him signed immediately. Who said that? I don't know. All right, let's just move on then. Let's see. Remember when I told you this was a podcast too? Remember we had that talk? That is <laughs> that is correct. I'm just seeing so a lot, knows, Connor, a lot can... of a lot of comments of people talking back and forth to each other here. All right, um, you know what? Put it away. I'll make my own comment. There we go. Connor, can can we be open and honest with the audience for a second? Yes. How many times during a show do you forget that we're a podcast? Pretty much the whole show. <laughs> yeah. And that's he's not joking because I yelled at him the other day because he was taking forever with the comments. And he's like, I always forget we're a fucking podcast. <laughs> Like, I always think everyone's watching live for some reason. I'm like, we're a live podcast. We get more views on our pod downloads than we get friggin'. I'm sorry to all the podcast people. Rhino is just shaking his fist at you right now because he doesn't come uh, on the live streams anymore. He waits for the podcast now. Yo, Rhino, I hope you at least enjoy the content. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Sarah, give us a homer take on the spot. Oh, what's a good homer? Oh, Cam 2021. Wow, all right. All right, Connor, tell me about those Red Sox. <laughs> They're going to be as good as they can be.
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.